You can be seated. Here we are for another wonderful Sunday where we can still gather together as the body of Christ. Uh, how's your year going? You having a good year? Everybody ha enjoying 2020? How's it going for you? You, you enjoying this? Uh, it's, it's been a crazy year, has it not? Uh, you know, I'd like to start out the service by showing you what's called a meme. Now, all you younger folks know what I'm talking about. You older folks probably bewildered. What is a meme? Never even heard that word before. What a meme is, is it's a, it's a humorous picture or image that kind of is spread over the Internet. So if I can get the booth to, to show the meme now, can we, can we get that... 2020 every second. You see there at the bottom? But wait, there's more. Does everyone remember Billy Mays, the, the infomercial guy? He always used to sell stuff, and he would say this and that and this about a product, and just when you think it's over, he would go, but wait, there's more. And then he would launch into free shipping or whatever it was. But is that not how this year has been like? It's almost like something happens, and we're like, what in the world? Never seen this before. Never thought it would happen in a million years. Oh, good, that's over with. But wait, there's more, and then something else happens the very next day. And then when that blows over, but wait, there's more, then something else happens. All of 2020 has been like that thus far. Thank you, Booth. It's 2020 every second, but wait, there's more. There's one thing happens, and something happens right after that. And that has been what our entire year has been one thing after the other after the other and just when you think maybe it will calm down something else happens something else crazy and ludicrous that, that we've never seen before so ridiculous but I thought maybe you would chuckle with that so any older folks now you know what a meme is okay you you learned something from church this morning but wait there's more you know so, so bear with me Let, let's recap our year shall we Let's go over 2020, okay? 2020 started off our year with the impeachment trial of our President Donald Trump. Everywhere you went, every television program, every news program, that is what they threw at us 24-7 was the coverage of this impeachment trial. And these people disliking these people and that side dislike that side and we're going to get impeached this guy. 24-7 coverage of this impeachment. So that's how we started the year off on a, on a bad foot already. Meanwhile, do you remember? All of Australia was on fire. Anyone remember that? The, the country of Australia was on fire. They had millions and millions and millions of acres burn up. They actually estimated that over one billion of their animals were killed in these crazy wildfires that were going on in Australia. Kobe Bryant died. Remember that? Kobe Bryant, the famous basketball player. Meanwhile, billions of locusts. Remember the locust swarm that's actually still going on over in Africa, there's uh, Somalia. It's the worst locust swarm that Kenya has seen in 70 years. And actually, if you're bored sometime, Google some pictures of this locust swarm that's going on over there. It's destroying all their crops. It, all of their food is being taken. These things consume tons and tons and hundreds of millions of tons of their uh, crops every day. They're just destroying this, these crops, these crazy swarm of uh, locusts. I mean, who would have thought a swarm of locusts? Yeah, we see it in the Bible, but swarms of locusts today? What in the world? So, so these are the things that are happening in our year 2020. 
Um, so then, we, we all know this, the coronavirus, which we had heard about overseas, o- over in Wuhan, it makes its way to the U.S. Now, this is how our year is going. This is how our year is starting out. We had heard about this at the beginning of the year, but then here it is. It arrives on our soil. So then the shutdown occurs, all right? We, we have a, a nation that shuts down. Businesses were closed. Some people's jobs were deemed essential. Some people's jobs were deemed non-essential. I find it kind of funny. I, I bet the person who... His job was deemed, or her job was deemed non-essential. I bet you it was real essential to them. Putting food on their table, paying for their mortgage, paying for their vehicles. Their job was very essential to them. I find it ironic that someone somewhere said, man, we need to figure out whose jobs are essential and whose aren't. I kind of feel like everyone's job's essential. I know my job's essential to me. I bet you your job's essential to you. So this is the things that are going on in our nation. Churches were closed all across the nation. We, we, we closed New Hope, whether it was right or wrong, March 22nd. For nine weeks, we were closed. But we were told that millions of people were going to die. And I mean, we're, we're, people were freaking out. What in the world? Millions of people are going to die. That's what we're told from this new novel virus that our bodies aren't used to. It's a new thing. We've never seen this before. And we're told millions are going to die. So everything comes to a screeching halt. The whole nation stops. Everyone goes into their homes. And social distancing begins. And we've never seen this stuff before. Are you enjoying this year? Has 2020 been a good year? It's been terrible. I was talking with someone here at New Hope that told me they were told by their staff or by their higher-ups or whoever to be ready to restaff because we're going to lose a lot in our workforce. So be ready to hire on more people. we got to keep our business going. We're going to lose a lot in our workforce. What do you think that does to people when when people hear that? They're thinking, oh my gosh, what, what in the world is going on? People in New Hope, they were told that. We're going to lose a huge percentage of our workforce, so you better be prepared to restaff. People are freaking out, thinking, oh my goodness, people are going to die. The Olympics were canceled. Pro sports were canceled, which doesn't bother me one tiny bit. Schools were closed. Weddings were rescheduled. Graduations, which I felt bad for all the kids, graduations were either canceled or held drive-by style. There was this toilet paper shortage. Did we forgot the toilet paper shortage yet? I actually looked this up. Modern toilet paper wasn't even invented until around 1857. And when it was invented, it was only for real, real rich, higher-class people. So we could argue that toilet paper hasn't even been around that long, but yet a virus hits that's supposedly going to wipe out us all and toilet paper disappears. Brothers and sisters, how do you think we survived for millennia before we had toilet paper? I, I just thought that, that, that was, was funny. Yet you saw people pushing in their grocery carts, big old filled clear full with toilet paper. We, we couldn't get, my wife and I, we couldn't get butter for weeks. For several weeks we couldn't find butter. I'm serious. A lot of the essentials, there's time you go to the store, there's no butter, there's no bread, there's no eggs. I, I heard that from you too telling me. One time my wife and I, we went to Walmart. It was a Walmart in Cambridge and we're walking around like, what in the world? We went at a weird time where we thought there wouldn't be very many people. We're walking around and the shelves are almost bare. Uh, we bought cereal 
just because it was the left cereal we've never bought before, the weird kinds of cereal, because there were no other kind to choose from. Bare shelves. I'm not used to seeing this. We're pushing, going down shelves and looking, and it's all gone. You, you know, if, if I see that on the news for Venezuela or something, okay, that's them, but not here, not us. We ain't never had this stuff. How you enjoying this year so far, brothers? You enjoying 20 and 20? It's been a good, fantastic year, hasn't it? It's just been great. So we, we saw everything in our nation come to a screeching halt. March 12th of this year, our stock market crashed. It was the worst crash in 33 years since 1987. Billions and billions, I even heard up in the trillions of dollars, disappeared in a matter of hours. People's wealth, gone in a matter of hours. It's, a, it's a, just another stupid thing that happened in 2020. Gone, people's wealth. I, I didn't even have the, the fortitude to look. I have an app that tracks my stuff. I didn't even have the courage to open it up and see what I lost. I actually waited for over a month before I had the courage to open it up and see what the damage was. Now, thank goodness a lot of that has come back. But just another dumb thing that happened in this goofy year that we call 2020. Remember Pastor Joe actually preached a message at the beginning of this year called 2020, and he was actually like referring to vision and how 2020 is good vision. I can't hardly see 200-200, let alone 2020, in this goofy year that we're having. In April, the federal social distancing guidelines expired, so President Trump left it up to the states to come up with some guidelines. So all these states began to come out with their own guidelines, and many states, including Ohio, uh, issued a stay-at-home order, okay? Remember, remember the stay-at-home order. Now, you phlegmatic people and you melancholic people, if, if you're not familiar with those terms, th those are people whose personalities are their homebodies. They don't like necessarily to be around people that much, okay? I am not one of those. Uh, if many of you know my mom, she is not one of those. If you know my dad, he is one of those. He could go live in a cave somewhere for years and probably be perfectly fine. As long as he had my mom, I'm sure. So the phlegmatic and the melancholic people, the people that like to be at home, the people that like isolation, the pe people that don't care if they're around people all the time, those people loved it. To them, it was great. My wife loved it. My wife is a, a, a phlegmatic person. She doesn't have to be around people all the time. She can be at home by herself and be perfectly content. She loved it for a while. Then even she went crazy. Even, even the people that like to be home by themselves, most of them even went crazy after a while. My wife would come and say, I just got to go to a store or something for crying out loud. Now, I'm not making fun of you if that's how you are. That's just how you're wired. But for me, stay-at-home order might as well go ahead and give me the death penalty because it ain't going to happen. I am sorry. I, it is not going to happen with me. I am not wired to stay home and sit there all the time. It just is not going to happen, brothers and sisters. I can't do it. I can't do it. Uh, I, I felt like a drug dealer or something during the, the stay-at-home order. I, I honestly did because I would say, hey, come here to a few of my friends. Hey, come here. You guys want to play some disc golf? You, you interested in some disc golf? Anybody want to throw some discs? Oh, you? All right. Meet, meet me down here at this place and we'll play around. Shh. Don't tell nobody. But, but some of you, you can laugh at me, but some of you were drug dealers to me. You were. I had some of you say, hey, Jason, come here. Shh. You interested in doing a little bit of hiking? Yeah, I'm interested. 
I knew you would be. I knew you would be. Meet me here and keep it on the down low. Okay. The, the ironic thing is, when a group of my friends and I met at these undisclosed locations to hike, I kid you not, we had to park on the road because the parking lots were full. Full of everyone else out there hiking during the stay-at-home order. Felt like some sort of drug dealer. I can't help it. That's how I'm made. The Bible tells me that the Lord said he, he blessed Adam and Eve. He said, be fruitful and multiply, replenish the earth and subdue it. I ain't called to stay at home, brothers and sisters. I'm sorry. I am not. I'm out there. I'm going to subdue, subdue the world one way or the other. If it's hiking or playing disc golf or whatever goofy thing it is, that's what I'm going to be out there doing. I can't help the way I'm made. The ironic thing to me is we would go do these little hiking things. The parking lots were so full, we had to park out on the road. And I ran into some church folks out there hiking. I Don't worry, I won't say your names, but I ran into church folks out there hiking. No, I didn't call them and tell them to meet them. They were just out there on their own. Ooh, I'll keep it a secret who it is. But yes, I saw church folks out there. <clears throat> Moving on with our recap of 2020 what a goofy year what a goofy year that I have to joke around like I'm some sort of drug dealer because I'm out hiking for crying out loud what a weirdo year this has been so then the the shutdown goes on and on and millions and millions of people are out of work millions of them that, that what happens is our unemployment system they're not equipped to take this giant influx of people they're not they're flooded it doesn't work how do you know that, Jason? Because I tried it. My wife lost her job. We called. She spent hours on the phone, hours on their website. Their website crashed. Their phone system crashed. It wouldn't work. They weren't equipped for this giant influx of people. The whole nation, each state was not equipped to take this huge influx of unemployed people. The systems crashed. And they, then now you not only have people with no jobs, but you have people who can't get unemployment either. It's not brewing up to be a good situation, brothers and sisters. Millions of people with no jobs and no income, and they can't get unemployment either because it's not working. You know, people start getting edgy real quick. We, we saw that in our nation. People began to gather at the state house. They did here at Ohio State House. They gathered. They were angry. I don't know if you saw this, but there's people that gathered with guns at our Ohio State House. They marched around with guns because they were so angry and upset. Because their jobs were deemed non-essential. They, they, they gathered in other states. They marched. You see the stuff that happened in Michigan? Man, they were irate in Michigan over the laws that they passed during all that. These are people trying to work, trying to provide for their families. What a dumb year this has been. Now remember, meanwhile, here we are. Being exposed to all this. Every single person in this congregation this morning being exposed to all this stuff we've never seen before. Never even heard of before. And here we are dealing with it. Waking up every single day and observing these crazy things happening in our nation. Seeing all the volatility going on in our nation. You know, we're not used to this. I'm not used to going to Walmart and seeing bare shelves. I'm not used to it at all. I'm not used to seeing all the riots. I'm not used to seeing an economic shutdown. I've never even heard of an economic shutdown. Didn't even know you could do one. I've never heard a stay-at-home order. And here we are observing all this, seeing all this stuff. It affects every single person in here. However tough you might think you are, 
Or however you dealt with it, however you react with it, all of us have to deal with it. All of us are affected by it. Just a few short months ago, we were in what may have been one of the most prosperous economies our nation's ever seen. Just a few months ago. Can't we go back just a few months? And we see this stuff going on all around us, and it's kind of unnerving. What in the world is going on? People, listen, people can't go visit their elderly loved ones. I have a grandma that, that probably thinks we've abandoned her. We haven't seen her in months because we're not allowed. We're still not allowed. Uh, my wife and I were walking over at Friendship Trails in New Concord, and one of the trails kind of goes past the Beckett house. It was the saddest thing. We stopped to watch an old person. Was, you could tell it was their spouse they were looking at through the window. And our walk probably takes at least an hour, maybe even longer than that. And we walked, and then we walked back. We passed again. They were still there sitting with a chair looking through the window. It breaks my heart because people like my grandma, they can't understand this. They can't understand and say, Grandma, there's a shutdown. There's a virus. And they said we're not allowed to come in because you could be affected. They can't understand that. My grandma can't understand that. All they know is they're abandoned. All these loved ones are gone. We're seeing death rate increase because an elderly person breaks their leg and there ain't no one there to come and care about them or visit them. To me, it's terrible. Some people couldn't even go bury their deceased loved ones. Couldn't even have a funeral for their loved ones that died. Can't even visit people in the hospital. There's been people in this church body that something has happened to one of their family members and they couldn't even go in. Now it's, it's heartbreaking. Some of the images I've seen. Uh, I was preparing for this message and I, you know, do a little looking around on the internet and I saw images of people touching the glass and their older loved one inside. And you could tell the look of the, on the older person. They didn't know what was going on. But their loved one on the outside just touching the glass. Trying to touch them. What a, what a goofy year. What a stupid year this has been. It's goofy. But wait, there's more. Then, and these might not be in exact chronological order. I just kind of thought of all these and wrote them all down. Then we had the, the George Floyd incident happen in Minneapolis. I'm sure all of us have heard that incident. And this caused tremendous racial tension all across our nation. Tremendous racial flare-ups all across the nation. Really, it's actually happened even in other nations now. They've even begun to riot and to loot. This, just what we needed was all that now. With, as goofy as our year was, now here we got another thing. It's like we wake up and something else happens, something else happened. But wait, there's more. 2020, every second there's something goofy going on. So, so now our empty, locked down streets immediately fill up with rioters and looters. And the destruction of property, fires being burned, there's clashes with police. And now we see this, it was empty streets, now it's filled with violence and protests. Causing millions of dollars worth of damage all across our nation. There's calls to defund the police. The statues are torn down all over the place. We saw the, the Chaz or CHOP occupation occur in Seattle. In the, the Capitol Hill district of Seattle. And people were clashing with police and saying it's a no police zone. We don't want any police in here. And Just another goofy thing that's happening in our nation. Then... There were reports of murder hornets found in the U.S. That's just great. For the first time ever found on U.S. soil, these giant Asian 
hornets or whatever they are, murder hornets. Yeah, that's what we needed. Yeah. All the year that's going on, yeah, we'll take some murder hornets. Bring them on. Might as well. Let us be overran with them. What a, what a goofy year. Then we remember that. It was all over the news. That couple that was trying to protect their St. Louis home from, from rioting and from destruction. They come out with their guns and then there's threats to arrest them and then there's fighting over them. They're, they're threatening churches in California. That's still going on. Lots of preachers and pastors are preaching. We're nearing the end times. It ain't going to be long now. And not to mention, brothers and sisters, this is an election year, which under normal circumstances kind of sets us all on edge anyway because we know nowadays you could get killed if you state your political beliefs nowadays. Under normal circumstances, that sets everyone on edge. So it's just another thing to add to this goofy year. Oh, yeah, and there's also a coin shortage. What, what in the world even is the coin shortage? You heard of the coin shortage? <laughs> Just add that to the list of the dumb things that's happened in 2020. Just goofy. This has just been a fantastic year, hasn't it? Just fantastic. Just loving this year. Okay, I, I want to put up my next meme. Can we put that one up on there, guys? Another little funny thing for you to chuckle at. This is teenagers in the future trying to learn all the things that happened in 2020 for their history final. We see the little guy going, oh, no, I can't take it. I feel bad for these future history students when they come on to the year 2020 and they got to learn all this goofy stuff that's going on. Poor kids. I kind of thought that was funny. I thought you might chuckle about some of that. Okay, thank you, Booth. <laughs> Brothers and sisters, even if we are Christians, we still got to deal with this goofy stuff, don't we? We still got to deal with it every day. We, we aren't immune to this. We aren't. It, it affects every one of us. No matter how you feel about this year, it affects us. It does in, in some shape or form. We're all going through this. You got to deal with it. I got to deal with it. Your family has to deal with it. My family has to deal with it. We're all going through it. Listen. Murder hornets, COVID-19, fake news, riots, face masks, cancel culture. We're I, we're, those are things I've never even heard of before. And they're being thrown at us one thing after the other. So if you're a little stressed out right now, I get it. I get it. Okay, I understand. A lot of this stuff can rattle us. It can shake us and think, well, what in the world is going on well, here? This is just crazy. We're, we're all trying to navigate uncharted waters, Okay. All of us have never been through junk like this before. We're, we're dealing with things we have never seen before. We're being, it's being forced on us to deal with these things. And, it, and it's being thrown at us at an unprecedented rate. One thing after the other, after the other, after the other. Just when you think maybe this goofy year will settle down, something else happens. I, I see all this stuff and I'm like, that's enough already. That's enough. We had enough fun for this year. That's enough. I'm done with it. 2020 is just a dumb year. I'm tired of dealing with all this junk. Listen, this is a scripture to me that describes it all. 1 John 5, 19 says, And we know that we are of God, and the whole world lies in wickedness. Can anybody say amen to that? The whole world lies in wickedness. You look out your window, and you're looking at wickedness in some shape or form. The whole world lies in wickedness. You know, I think to myself, let's just go back to normal. 
Can we go back to normal? Can we just go back to being a normal economy? Let's go back to our soaring economy, back to the pre-COVID days. Oh, but, but then, and hear me out, as, as this goofy year goes on, I, I did notice some things. Begin to notice some things, you know, you, you deal with things you've never dealt with before. And a lot of times it can kind of rock you back on your heels. But then after a while, you can come to terms again. You can, you can settle down and you can say, wait a minute, I need, I need to see what the Bible says. I need to make some educated decisions here. Some biblically-based decisions. I have noticed some positive things coming from this hideous year. I have. I have noticed this. I have noticed that when the enemy causes chaos, that when, when the enemy causes lots of problems, when the enemy... How many of you know we do have an enemy, right? We have an enemy. We have an enemy that's trying to destroy us. But when this enemy unleashes when he unleashes his arsenal which is what he's doing this year folks he's unleashing one thing after the other he's unleashing it i've noticed that lo and behold god shows up the the lord shows up on the scene god appears the lord arrives on the scene when the enemy turns it up a dial the lord turns it up a dial listen i have noticed this the scripture in Isaiah 59, verse 19, tells us about halfway through. It says this. It says, when the enemy shall come in like a flood, then the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Brothers and sisters, do you, do you see what that's saying? We, we have an enemy that is trying to overrun us. We have an enemy that's trying to mow us down. It's trying to overwhelm us. The, the enemy is saying, hmm, I'm going to draw up some plans for 2020 that's going to overrun all those people. That's going to mow them down. I'm going to bomb them one thing after the next, after the next. I'm going to keep going until they can't take it anymore. Until they break. I'm going to do one thing after the other. That's the enemy's plan. I'm going to relentlessly beat on them this year. And just when they think it's over, I'm going to beat on them again. And when they think that's over, I'm going to beat on them again. I'm going to beat them down. And I'm going to get them to submit. But, but, but that scripture says that the Bible says when the enemy of God's people does that, then the Lord in his sovereignty raises up a standard against him. When the enemy draws up his battle plans and implements them, then Isaiah says, okay, then God shall do this. When the enemy shall do that, then God shall do this. He raises up a standard against the enemy in his sovereignty, meaning God, listen, God will put to flight the plans of the enemy. You, you get that? God will cause the tidal wave, and that's what it is, a big giant tsunami that the enemy has resurrected and thrown at the people of God. The, the, he's conjured it up. God will cause that tsunami to fail against the people of God, against his people. It will fail. God will cause the enemy's plan to come to nothing, to come to naught. It will not accomplish what the enemy has set that big giant tidal wave forth to do. It will not. And listen, from my perspective, okay, and I could be wrong, but these are just the things that I observe, okay? Church giving has increased significantly. We, we can't figure it out. We can't figure it out. It has increased. 
We're doing all kinds of projects now around this church because giving has went up. Right when all this junk happened, giving has increased. And we appreciate it so much to every last one of you that support this. We're, we're doing all these little projects. For example, this week, uh, Rod was able to install some cables. And now in our toddler room, in our nursery, now our stream goes directly to those TVs so that our workers in there, they can still be con connected. And hi, workers, if you can see me. Love you guys. Thank you for what you're doing. But, but now they're in there. And that's just a, a little project that we were able to do this week. It, it's just been wonderful. We're seeing a new influx of folks coming to church, and that, that blesses me so much. Listen to this. We had 10 new children in our children's ministry last week. 10 our, our children's uh, ministry leaders are coming in like, Jason, we had 10 kids, 10 new kids we've never had before last week. Boy, we'll take them and we'll teach them. We will. We love children here at this church. I, I, I see people being stirred to actually believe in the Word of God. I see that. I see I have people text me, hey, the Bible says this, or did you read that, or this, that. I love it. I love it. Listen, I, I had someone come to me and practically beg me, Jason, no matter what happens, don't close the church. Don't, please don't, don't close the church. Why is that? It's because there's a hunger. Because all this stuff that has happened has pushed us further into what we believe. We, we are seeing scriptures play out on a daily basis. We're, we're seeing, oh, we read this in the Bible, and, uh, oh, it's happening in the world, okay. We're seeing the truth of the Bible manifest before our very eyes. People have become hungry for the word of God. You know what the Bible says in Matthew 5, 6? It says, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. From my heart, that's what I love to see brothers and sisters hungry for the word of God. If this is the cost we have to pay for it, this goofy year that we're having, eh. I see people, and I have. I, I look around, and you know, when I preach, I, I can't focus on individuals, but I see people. There's been times I'm preaching. I, I see people, it almost looks like they're sitting on the edge of their seat, taking in every word, because they see what's going on out in the world, and then they see this truth in the Bible, and they're soaking it all in. I love that. Like, like people are hanging on every word that's preached. People have become excited about the Word of God. People have become engaged in the Word of God. They're seeing the Scriptures play out before their very eyes. Listen, we get new YouTube subscribers to our, our New Hope Church channel every week. Every week. Now, it might only be a few, and maybe they're even subscribing just so they can make fun of us. That's all right. We'll preach to them too. We had someone get saved last week on our Wednesday night prayer stream. Someone got saved over our prayer stream. Listen, this church is spreading the gospel, preaching to the world like it never has. We're reaching more people now, today, than we ever have in our church history. Ever. Spreading the gospel message further than it ever has in our history. New Hope, listen. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. And I see it. I see it. Do you understand, listen to me, do you understand that God is sovereign? I think we all have a hard time understanding what that means. And what that means is 
There's lots of work we can do for the kingdom of God. There is. We can tell others about our faith. We can share Christ with other people. But there's also a sovereignty to God. And what that means is there's work that only God can do, that only God can do, that only God will do. And that's part of this. We're seeing it happen when God lifts up a standard. He can do it without me, without you. He's going to lift up a standard because it's God's work. He's sovereign. He's going to do it. Listen to me now. When, when I see the Spirit of the Lord lifting up a standard against the enemy, I cannot in good conscience pray for the Lord to make it all better. I can't. Dumb as this year has been, I can't in good conscience kneel down and say, Lord, make it all better. Lord, take us back to pre-COVID days. Lord, take us back to that soaring economy. Not when I see people, new people coming to church. Not when I see someone getting saved. Not when I see people saying, wow, these scriptures are coming to life to me. When I see that, I can't pray it away. I don't want to go back to those days. If this is the price we got to pay to walk through Walmart and there's empty shelves, so be it, I say. So be it if it drives people to the Word of God. If it drives people into the churches. If it drives people to their knees, to a closeness with Christ. I say, so be it. I can't in good conscience. I don't want Him to take us back to whatever we consider as normal. I don't want to, to stop happening, whatever's happening in the church. And it's not just our church. It's church, other awesome churches that are out there. They're seeing the same things. I've listened to them. I've, they said the same thing. We've seen giving increase. We can't understand it. People are coming into their churches. We can't understand it. Uh, brothers and sisters, I'm not going to pray that away. I'm not. I'm not. As a matter of fact, listen, I wouldn't mind seeing God show up in bigger ways. I, I long for that. Brothers and sisters, I, there's nothing in me that longs for sports to come back. <laughs> I long to see the Lord move. That's right. I'd love to see the Lord come back and he can topple whatever he wants to topple. I'm all right with it. I submit to his perfect will. Now listen, I, I say all this in fear and trembling. Because God doesn't show up when things are perfect. He doesn't. Matter of fact, when things are good and perfect and the water is calm, we all forget about the Lord. We all aren't worried about the Lord. We're all not going to be at home in our prayer closets crying out when everything's okay. But when things go haywire, and there might be some of us driven to our knees. There might be some of us start crying out. I know from personal experience, I've been praying more than I ever, harder than I ever have in a long time, seeking the Lord more and more. And I am not in good conscience going to pray for Him to deliver us from all this junk. You know why? Listen, read your Bible. God shows up in the fiery furnace. He, shows, he, he shuts the mouths of the lions in the lion's den. He shows up in the Red Sea when the enemy's hot on our tails. That's when God shows up. That's when he lifts up his standard. He shows up in the wilderness by raining down manna. They didn't have no food to eat. That's all right. The Lord will operate in his sovereignty and he'll rain down manna. for the. If that's how I got to eat in the future, I'll take it. Brothers and sisters, listen to me now. I say let's keep going with this year. Let's keep going forward. Let's see where this thing leads. Yes, it's been goofy. No, I'm not Rambo. 
I'm not John Wayne like my dad says. I'm not saying I'm all big and bad and none of this stuff affects me. It does affect me. But I see the Spirit of the Lord lifting up a standard. What do you think happens to Christianity when it's oppressed? It grows. This, is a, this took me a minute, but I figured out, hey, wait a minute. This is what I've been praying for. It just came in a way I didn't expect. This is what I've been praying for, and I'm not going to change my mind. I'm not going to pray the other way. Just because the dial, the enemy turned the dial up a little bit. I say we keep going with this year, this horrible year, and see where it goes. If tomorrow, listen to me, if tomorrow we get more bad news, and we're very likely to get more bad news, who knows? I say we do what the Apostle Paul says. In Philippians 3.13, he says this, Brother, and I count not myself to have apprehended, listen, but this one thing I do. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling in God in Christ Jesus. You see what Apostle Paul is saying? He's saying, quit dwelling in the past. Quit sitting in neutral. Quit coasting. He's saying, go forward. He's saying, I'm reaching towards Christ. That's what I say we do with this goofy year. I say we press forward as the people of God. Let's press forward as the church, the New Testament church. Let's press forward. Let's push forward. Let's, keep, let's see where this thing goes. Apostle Paul saying, I'm going to reach forward towards Christ. Listen, the Bible tells us we have a God that will never leave nor forsake us. Never leave nor forsake us. The word tells us that we have a God that goes before us. You understand, we are marching and God is the leader. Christ is the head of the church. The Bible tells us that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Do you believe that this morning? Listen, if I can ask the band to make their way back, please. So thankful for our band. Brothers and sisters, let's keep marching boldly into the unknown wilderness that is 2020. Let's keep marching boldly into the unknown. Because I believe that's where God is. I believe God is out there where it's a little sketchy. Where there's, it's risky. Where there's a lot of unknowns and a lot of uncertainties. I believe that's when God shows up. I believe that with all my heart. We serve a great and mighty God that is well able to deliver His people. Well able to deliver them. He's done it before and He will do it again. Amen? Listen to me now. Don't be rattled by all this stuff, church. Don't let it rattle you. Listeners on YouTube, don't let all this junk rattle you. The enemy is trying to rattle you. He's trying to put fear in you. He's fear-mongering. Don't let it rattle you. Stick to what you believe. Know that it's true. Know why you believe it. Know where you came from. Know where you're going. And you won't be moved. Listen, you see all these protests going on all across our nation and all of our cities, right? Don't forget that the church... The New Testament church, we are the longest standing protest going on in the world right now. Don't forget that. This is the Protestant church. We are the original protesters. Every single time we come together on Sunday, we are protesting. We are protesting ever since fifth, the year 1517 when Martin Luther nailed his 95 thesis on the door of the Roman Catholic Church in Germany. And it, that's when the church 
protest began and we protested every single week. What are we protesting? We're protesting that every man, woman, and child can read the scriptures for themselves. We're protesting that every man, woman, and child can have the revelation of God for themselves. We are the original protesters. Don't let this stuff rattle you, church. Don't let it rattle you. Don't let it blow you off of this foundation. There is no other foundation. Money's not your foundation. Vehicles and homes aren't your foundation. This is it. Don't forget, you're a protester. This is a protest even this morning. We're the Protestant church, the original protesters. All those people out there, they're just trying to be like we are. Brothers and sisters, don't let it rattle you. Don't let it rattle you. Let's stand to our feet. Don't let this stuff rattle you, church. 2020 has been a goofy year, but let's continue moving forward. The people of God cannot be stopped. Why? Because God goes before us. Amen? Amen. All right, take it away, Rob.